Well, I'm now recording, so enjoy the five minutes of audio you're going to have yeah, to inevitably so, cut so, out. Soy recording also. Could not remember the Spanish for recording. Uh, nosotros recordamos. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spanish listeners already alienated. Off to an excellent start. Uh, my cousin is offering to mail people weed so they can FaceTime with him at 420. <laughs> that's, that's my Facebook update for today. <laughs> Very nice. Delightful. Very nice. All right. Uh, excelente. Um, buen, bueno excelente, my favorite comic character. Yeah, yes. Well, uh, is my, yes, the, the screen is recorded, everything's going. Okay, let's start Incredible. talking about stuff. Um, mm. So, what, what, uh, welcome to Well, There's Your Problem, a podcast about engineering disasters where we alienate our Spanish speaking viewers. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Espan, Espanol, uh, muy bueno. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, I, I'm Justin Rosniak. I'm uh, the person who's talking right now, uh, with the engineering degree who talks about the engineering stuff on this podcast. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, <laughs> Me llamo Alice Caldwell Kelly, uh, oh, mi pronomes <laughs> are she and her, and I am halfway to becoming whichever one is lawyer and not avocado. Uh, abogado? Uh, Liam Anderson, uh, holder of a mathematics degree and an economics degree from Rutgers University, the State University of New Jersey. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm the guy that, by and large, uh, flames you when you're a dumb transphobe, either on somehow on our Patreon. Yeah, that was weird. I was just like, dude, like you fucking like what? You just showed up, and they were like, it showed they had been a patron, a patron since like December. I was just like, really? <laughs> now, now you're just fucking getting it. <laughs> Fuck. Take your t take your twenty four dollars a year and shove it up your ass. This is this is what I get for not putting any effort into the into the voice training. Is people are just like, huh, who's that guy? And then after a while, they realize and they're like, ah, oh, I'll be transphobic now. Yes, yeah, so a delayed reaction there. <laughs> just absolute <laughs> dumb as dog shit. All right. So what we're looking at on the screen here in front of us are some airplane parts. Mm, I see that, which have have uh, have have been Where'd the rest of them burned go? a little bit. Yeah, um, a little bit yeah. broiled. That'll buff out. That'll buff out, though. Well, very until recently, before this photo, this had been a full airplane. Um, oh, yes. Ooh, that's not so good. Yeah, I know. We're 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 testing the waters here. We're trying to do another airplane episode and see if we get mm. yelled at more. Oh, we're uh, gonna get yelled at. Oh, <laughs> uh, people yeah, on the got the seven eighty side. I don't give a fuck. Plain people. <laughs> uh, they're they're gonna like. That's Bleeps. the highest balance of like how little we know technically and how important it is to them that we know it. I yes. don't care. Like shit shit people, shit people we know a little bit, but also they don't care very much how much we know. Whereas train people don't care at all how much we know, but we know a lot. Um planes, we know nothing, but everyone cares a great deal about how much we know. I think it's because uh there's so many more ship people actually work on ships. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, because they require a big crew. And they're kind of like, uh, ships, that's funny. 
you know, because they, <laughs> they don't feel threatened like the plane people who will never fly a plane. Yeah, it, it's yeah. nice to, to like feel included, I guess. The ship people uh, are super nice too with like the weirdo Facebook groups they have where they're like, oh, do you know nothing about like Delaware River shipping? Allow me to blow <laughs> your mind. You're like, All right, dude. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, that's a good Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a good genre of people. We like shit people. Today we're going to talk about the Tenerife Airport disaster. Mm. Pick the pronunciation this time. Yeah, we're we're no one actually knows how to pronounce this on this no, on this we, podcast. We, we, we were like flipping a coin. I I went with the Ed Sheeran pronunciation. <sighs> we were flipping a coin between between Tenerife and Tenerife. He's not that bad. Uh, we don't. We don't know. It doesn't have an <laughs> accent or anything. So your guess yeah. is as good as ours. But first, I want to. I want to. I want to try something here. We're gonna try mm. a new segment at the beginning of the episode where we talk about engineering disasters of the past week or so. Oh shit! Um, I should yeah. get like a breaking news, like stinger thing. Oh. Siren. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We need a. We need a one of those obnoxious uh, emergency podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ne- this time next next episode, remind me if I haven't gotten us a siren sound effect. I'd I'd play move closer to your world, but um. We'd get yeah, a we'd copyright, get copyright strike. strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, this fucking guy in in engineering disaster news, um, a man tried to crash his train into <laughs> the hospital ship that just docked in Los Angeles. Notably, this guy is not on the bracket. Yeah, he clearly yeah. listened to the Federal Express episode because he tried to do a train nine eleven. Yeah. Exactly. Like. Uh, and the weird thing is, I think this happened like while we were recording that episode. Yes. Yeah, we got off the thing, and then like I guess we had like emitted psychic, telepathic vibes to this guy <laughs> because instantly it was at. Well, there's your problem. Did you see this? Yes, we saw. Yeah. Hence the segment. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. The, the the reason for this segment is so you can stop asking us with "Did you see this thing that happened?" <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> Uh, one one thing I want to notice here is number one, he only brought one freight car with him, and it's an intermodal yeah. car, so it's pretty light. He didn't have <laughs> enough momentum to go very far. As a result, yeah, uh, he wasn't he wasn't serious enough. Are you Monday morning quarterbacking this guy's yes. active, like extremely silly domestic terrorism? Yes. <laughs> one thing I will note is I forget what MOL stands for. They got this funny logo on the side of the container here. It's hard to see here. It's this is actually an alligator carrying a shipping container. It's funny. Uh, it's the OSK lines. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So, um, now, but the main problem with this is if we look at a map of the area, right here at the Los Angeles cruise terminal is where the hospital ship is currently docked, right? Yeah. The spur he launched his train off of is over here. <laughs> So yeah, you can make that easily. It's like two blocks. He managed y- to get as far what? as here. <laughs> My favorite so, detail of this was that the feds, when they when they announced the indictment, they said that they pulled the like uh, the CCTV from inside the cab where he was like standing with a lit road flare that he had just like fired off when he just went notch eight on a fucking ship. <laughs> <laughs> 
they had to they had to pull up some ancient archaic charges yeah to to, to nail them with because it's like no, no railing of a train <laughs> it's in the, the u.s last code? time someone did that <laughs> that's that's a question for the that's listeners the yeah so somebody somebody with access to westlaw uh or lexus go on there and find me the last time that someone was indicted with intentionally derailing a train <laughs> In, in other engineering disaster news, this is the Venezuelan patrol boat, uh, Neaguta, right? <laughs> I don't know if yeah. I pronounced that no, right. Probably not, but <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's also yeah. a description of how this, how this boat's uh, last cruise went. Neaguta. Neaguta, oh. yes. <laughs> it's 262 feet long, and it's a 76mm main gun, as well as a pair of 20mm cannons and two fifty caliber machine guns, right? I guess... Last weekend, they uh, Venezuela decided they were gonna, or at least the guy running this boat hmm. decided to do a stunt. Not not yet named for obvious yeah. reasons. <laughs> they were gonna capture a boat that was illegally in Venezuelan waters. Hmm. Um, the main problem being it wasn't actually in Venezuelan <laughs> waters. Oh, <laughs> a classic of the genre, just fucking yes. around with like international waters boundary lines. This is some of my favorite international incidents start this way. This is this this turned out to be an unwise decision. Um so this is the 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 ship they decided to fuck with is this rather small innocuous cruise ship, right? Mm. The uh RCGS Resolute, right? Intriguing. And it was ju just outside Venezuelan waters. Mm. Right? Oh. So they they tried to you know get him to you know surrender like go dock at a Venezuelan port so he can impound you like but no one's quite sure what happened yet yeah just cop stuff after they were, after the the guy running the, sh the the captain of the ship was like no we're in international waters fuck you that is what he said verbatim actually yeah <laughs> the, <laughs> the um the Venezuelan ship decided we're we're gonna we're gonna ram him and try and divert them well, off their course into Venezuelan point, waters, so mm. then we can impound them. Points for effort, right. I guess. Oh yeah. Like, just dragging a guy across the threshold of your house to invoke the castle doctrine on him <laughs> is some fantastic international come, relations. Come with me, come with me, I have a point to prove. <laughs> yeah, I have, I, kidnapping a guy so that you can do self-defense to him is like, a fantastic move. <laughs> the, the tankies are not gonna like this one. No. Um, <laughs> I, th this oh, this came in the same week that the, the the federal government found a way to like issue a fifteen million dollar bounty on Nicolas Maduro for drug trafficking. So like that's this, bizarre. The, the dumb shit it's is so on both stupid. sides of yeah. this one. Yeah, this is oh, true. Oh, yeah. Alice, enlightened centrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both sides equally bad. One of them is a, like a grotesque uh, neoliberal empire, and the other one did dumb. States, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, back to back World War champs. You're welcome for not speaking German. <laughs> Did Venezuela fight in World War II? Like, I know Brazil sent troops, but I don't know if Venezuela did. It was probably like a quasi-fascist dictatorship back then. Oh, they were they were neutral. Uh. Uh, but it secretly supported the Allies, and then like eventually declared war on the Axis in like 
I think February of March of 1945. Oh, that rules. So, you know, just like nice. adding insult to injury. Thing, just like, oh, yeah. we picked the side. Yeah. We picked yeah. the side. <laughs> we helped. We helped. <laughs> just trying to kill Steel. Venezuela number one. <laughs> <laughs> so the Venezuelan patrol boat, right? They're like, okay, you know, this is just a pathetic little cruise ship. I'm sure we can, you know, divert it quite easily, right? Hmm. What they, you know, because this is Wrong. a small, small little boat. But what they didn't know. It turns out the uh, RCGS Resolute is an A1-class ice-breaking cruise ship designed for the most difficult ice conditions in Antarctica and places like that. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> so the Venezuelan ship uh, did enough damage to itself that it sank and the Resolute was completely undamaged. <laughs> oh, man. That's, you, you don't like to see it. Uh, uh, speak for yourself. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like trying to punch a guy and like it takes off your entire like you don't even like break a hand or something. It just takes off your arm. Your arm is gone. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy can take your severed arm and ask you why you're hitting yourself as he's beating you with your own severed lip. Yeah. 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 Don't don't, don't fuck around with the like uh, the the cruise ships. All icebreakers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not even like one of the aggressive-looking like Soviet icebreakers. This is just like you take this to go look at penguins with binoculars, and it just fucks up it's a patrol boat. It's a sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Q ship. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it sank. Uh, all forty-four sailors were rescued, though. So. Hmm. Like some um, good news. They, they will have to they, buy they, the icebreaker because I'd be pretty fucking pissed off. <laughs> no, they they left. They fled the scene. <laughs> technically a hit and run. Uh, uh, te technically, uh, I was hit and then ran. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got you got to stop and like lower the insurance details down. Apparently, they they hung around to see if their assistance was needed in uh, rescuing the sailors, and apparently it wasn't. And then they left. <laughs> See you later, nerds. <laughs> Just trying to fish a bunch of these guys out of the water, and they're like, "Fuck off." <laughs> we'll wait for our guys. <laughs> you did this to yourself. <laughs> so yeah, they gotta they gotta live with um, what's the what's the word here? Not shame. I guess it is shame. Yeah, I uh, guess so. You know, just general vergüenza. Schadenfreude. I'd feel pretty silly if I tried to ram. Giant icebreaker. Yeah. And then my ship sank. I just feel like a real douche. Yeah. I just feel like the the universe had to balance out like uh the captain of the Theodore Roosevelt getting fired for like trying to do a good thing with the captain of the Nigata getting fired for doing a very bad thing. Because that guy <laughs> has to be extremely fired. Like what whatever I the most demoted you can get in the Venezuelan Navy. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's got a good union. I don't know. Super private. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he he he's like he's repainting the legs of oil rigs now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the news. Hmm. The goddamn news. The, yeah, we'll report the goddamn news. <laughs> the next time we do this, we'll a think of a name for this segment. Uh, yes. Sound off in the comments and have a siren. Edge news. Duh. Easy. Yes. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we'll have some background on today's actual subject. So, so these are the Canary Islands, right? Mm-hmm. Not named oh, oh. for the bird. Named after dogs. Over here is like Morocco and Western Sahara, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um. Yes. Um. 
they're currently administered by Spain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like a lot of places administered by Spain, they have a history of militant separatist movements. Awesome. Oh, you don't say. Well, like, it, it's funny because the Canary Islands were kind of like this preview to Spanish colonialism because, uh, like, in the 1490s, they were one of the things that Spain conquered. They had an indigenous people, the Guanche, who then all got smallpox and, like, all got massacred and things of that nature by a bunch of Spanish dudes in the weird pointy helmets. That's basically their hobby. Yeah. But this this was like the, like an early access version of what happened in South America. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ! Yeah, you get you can kind of like work some of the bugs out. You can see it in like a small scale before it like it then graduates to Columbus. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Why they need to bring an Italian in to do their job? <laughs> he was a general contractor. I he's, guess he's just so, a yeah. guy. He's 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 your ocean guy. Yeah, I'll, uh, my my going rate is uh three uh, hundred gold doubloons to do a colonialism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So in the nineteen sixties and seventies, this separatist movement was in the form of the Movimiento por la Autodeterminación Independencia Independencia del Archipelago Canario. They, right. Gravity, not one of their strengths. Sick they're flag, Spaniards. though. They got all kinds of debt. Well, they're not Spaniards. Excuse me. Excuse they, me. they speak Spanish, so they say it I really know. quickly. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> I'm familiar with romance languages. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, Canary Island Spanish is like really like even faster than regular Spanish. They just leave off oh, thank you. a bunch wow. more letters. It's great. Yeah. That means you can use more words. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the Canary Islands Independence Movement in English. Right? You know, and this is um, you know, the nineteen sixties and seventies, so what they're they're fighting against Franco. Anti fascists. You know, everyone hates Franco because he's a dork. Yeah. Uh, and also a fascist. Yes. Um are these guys the as cool as like uh as Etta, as the Basques? Uh or are uh, they just kind of more like minor league anti fascists? I'm not sure, to be hmm. honest. Why not? I, the the Basques uh, did like uh, kill the prime minister Franco's prime minister by like blowing him up with a bomb that threw his car over a building. So oh yeah, the Basque oh, space no, program that was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this this separatist movement had a uh, our independence movement had a armed wing. There's the Guancha Armed Forces and yeah. a political wing, which is the Canarian Workers Party. Hmm. So right. they're explicitly tied to like the the name of the indigenous people who the Spanish conquered. That's cool. Yes, and you know they also did they did a couple bombings and they did it you know IRA style where you phoned people up beforehand to say hey there's going to be a bomb uh, <laughs> just so you know you might want to do something about <laughs> yeah. that yeah it's it's because it's because you're all fascists anyway it's going to blow up in a few minutes get people out the yeah. funny thing is the like when, whenever the IRA did this in Britain that they, they would always say that they had like a code word like the i guess the security services would give the IRA like a password so when they called up they'd know it was a real bomb and that always struck me as just like the funniest idea, having to like authenticate your bomb, just being on the phone to the police. Like, yeah, I kind of forgot the. Can you, Alpha, can, can, yeah, can you give me the security uh, question, please? 
What's your mother's maiden name? Just explosions going off yeah. all around you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like some of the worst uh, death counts in in the troubles were when. Uh, the British fucked up on getting one of those warnings. Like they they would get the warning and either not take it seriously or like not get it in time. So it's something to be said for it, maybe as a tactic. So um, anyway, that's some of the background. But in addition, we need to learn about the Boeing seven forty seven. Woo! Woo! Yes. <laughs> uh, so there. What what is the Boeing seven forty seven? The gooderest plane ever built. Yeah, yes, it's, got, like, it's the, the cool lines. It's got a bar. It, it's the biggestest and fastestest plane. I'm literally what the notes say too. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it is hauntology. It's. It's what we thought the future was going to be like, right? No, th that's actually a weird one. Um, because it's. It was designed to. I'll get to there in a second, but it was mm. it was designed for you know sort of planned obsolescence because they thought the SST was coming, right? Mm. Um, so Pan American Airlines wanted a plane that was more bigger than the um, seven hundred seven, right? So they could reduce seat costs so more people could fly in planes, right? Um, and Boeing came up with the seven forty seven with the the second deck and it's very large. And it was very fast. Mm. Um, and you know, when they when they debuted this aircraft, it was like, you know, the idea was they're just gonna be it's big enough that we can have like a bar and a lounge and all these nice things. <laughs> That's so I love cool. What they fucking did it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, then they ripped those out so they could put more seats in. You know, yeah. air travel has to be more miserable constantly all the time. Yeah, they they came back in like a few carriers. Like I think when Virgin flew seven four sevens, they still had like a bar. In first class, up in the little hump bit, but like, uh, I know BA did too. Maybe Air France. Yeah, I just want to sit at the bar in the airplane for like twenty-two yeah, hours to get right? to Tokyo. You know, that'd be yeah, ideal. Exactly. <laughs> That's such a like sixties thing, though. It's great. I had forty-five martinis on this flight. <laughs> 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 so, first flight was February 9th, nineteen sixty-nine. Nice. The uh, yes, nice. The reason why it was double-decker, actually, was not really for added capacity, right? The idea was, you know, in 1969, Boeing was still actively developing the 2707 at this point, or at least starting it, and that was their supersonic aircraft, right? Mm. Um, and that was supposed to be the future. So the idea was, all of, these all of these 747s, you know, were supposed to be able to easily be modified so that the, the nose could, you know, swing off. Huh. Right, so it's like up like mm -hmm. that, and they could be converted to cargo planes really easily. Huh, that's awesome. So this is kind of like it's meant to be like a big workhorse. Yes, like a kind of a an yep. a, an air bus. No, <laughs> not no, like that. Not like that. No, no. It's it's more of an air truck, but with passengers. Mm. Yes. yes, you're playing American USA. Truck Simulator. USA. Yeah. USA. <laughs> It's got like a big <laughs> Mac decal on the front, inexplicably. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's a, it's it, you get you get the the Kenworth like W nine hundred one that's like really angular and retro. <laughs> <laughs> it's got mud guards and all of the landing gear. Yeah, it's got like the the picture of like the sexy lady on the mud guards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shit won us the war. <laughs> <laughs> 
got the got the just yeah. painted box car too on the side yeah. just to remind people. <laughs> <laughs> so initially these had 366 seats in three classes. There were some later versions where they extended the hump backwards, right? And it had uh 400 seats or more, mm. right? And you know, in addition to being the biggest aircraft, it was the fastest aircraft. It went 400 knots. That's about Mach 0.85. Yeah, ground speed. Those things. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a good tailwind, the ground speed was easily over, you know, Mach 1. Huh. In the, um, it, like inadvertently supersonic. Yes. Let's blow, that- baby. <laughs> <laughs> just, we, we talked previously about trains that do this, that just like fucking like slam into air. Uh, as like a fuck you to aerodynamics. This is aerodynamic, but I feel like spiritually, this works in very similar ways. Of just like yes. y- you just have the big thing, and it just big thing go fast with much engine. Yes. <laughs> so this was the bigestest and fastestest airplane until the A three hundred and eighty, which is now the biggestest and fastestest airplane, and nowhere near <sighs> as exciting. Like it's it's just not exciting. No. no. Also. The way the A380 has uh, the cockpit on the bottom mm. just makes it look like, you know, it just has this huge forehead. It looks like... <laughs> well, that looks more like the cargo thing than uh, than the 747 does to me. Because it reminds me of the, like, the super guppy, the one with the, like, giant head. All that's telling me is you can't convert that into a freight aircraft anytime in the oh, future. That's, too- that's you know, true. Because you can't have, the, can't have the cab swing up because then... Or the the cockpit swing up because then like you'll spill your coffee. You know? <laughs> yes, yeah, everything's yeah, just sliding <laughs> backwards because it's at a ninety degree angle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like transport like cargo planes never really achieved the prominence that we thought they were going to in the seventies. Like that they, they were on some transport fever two shit where you could just fly coal around and stuff. I, I was gonna say uh, a transport tycoon, but yeah, I, I, we never we never got to the point where you just shovel coal in the back of the aircraft. <laughs> a lost opportunity. Yeah, I I love to like fly a plane load of oil to a refinery and then fill up on uh, refined oil and fly that to the plastics factory. That's efficiency, baby. Yeah. Have Have you ever seen how they transport small aircraft to distant locations? Uh, is it take the wings off? And then, uh, no, you take the seats out and you put fuel tanks in the fuselage. Yup. Huh. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then you have extended range. Ah. So that's how they get like tiny airplanes, the Hawaii for island hopping. Huh. So let's talk about the day of the incident, right? Mm. Uh, it's March 27th, 1977, right? It, it's 747 has been in service for a while now. Um, and, you know, there's newly affordable flights made possible by the 747, so everyone wants to go somewhere exotic for vacation, like say the Canary Islands, right? Hmm. Foreshadowing mm. there, and this is yes. this is the age of the package holiday. All of these places, like Tenerife or Magaluf or the Costa del Sol, are all throwing up hotels. They're like constant building sites. Everyone's making money, uh, and there's very little oversight on how that money's getting made. Which is very cool. That's always a good. Uh, yes. Yeah, we've talked about yes. Boomtown before. Uh, yeah, the seventies. It's great. Mm. So, one of those flights was KLM Flight forty-eight oh five from Amsterdam Schiphol to Grand Canaria. Hmm. 
And that nice KLM livery with the like sort of toothpaste stripe. I know. What I like is they got the, you know, the bare um, aluminum on the bottom. That's always very nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah I like that. Air, American Airlines went to just painting their aircraft gray a while back and like, that is the stupidest thing I've seen in my life. It looks, it look, it looks tactical though, right? Like, that's cool. <laughs> that's what I want in my civilian aircraft is tactical. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of romance to this. Even just like having it bilingually in KLM and then Royal Dutch Airlines. Even just because you don't want to explain, because Dutch is a silly language, you don't want to have to spell out Königliche Luftmarine. Oh God! <laughs> just noticed, I just noticed at the back of this aircraft it says the Flying Dutchman. Oh, uh, <laughs> of course it does. I I didn't know that they also they named their aircraft because Pan Am was very famous for naming their aircraft. Yeah, Spirit of Gary Indiana or whatever. Uh, they were all Clipper something. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. But Pan Am Flight seventeen thirty six was LAX Los Angeles International Airport to Grand Canaria uh, via John F Kennedy Airport in New York City, right? Yeah. Which is a fucking stupid flight to exist. Why? Why would you make that change to fly from Los Angeles to the Canary Islands when you could change in Europe and get a short haul flight? Yeah, that doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Uh, it seems very strange. Mm. I mean, I you know if I'm going to go vacation on the Canary Islands, I would expect there to be. I, I I would not expect a direct flight from the United States. I guess this is for just complete weirdos. Yeah, complete complete <laughs> fucking freaks who just freaks like, of nature. Yeah. yeah, who just want to like they they all look like Ralph Steadman drawings in there, and they just like <laughs> I just want to fly across the Atlantic in the most inefficient way possible. <laughs> I want to fly across most of the Atlantic, but not all of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, on this day, this flight was, um, you know, the aircraft assigned was the Clipper Victor, which was the first production 747, right? Yay. It it And this had been involved, actually, in an earlier incident. It was the first hijacking of a 747, where... Some guy was like, "Take this plane to Cuba," and they oh, did. The rules, yeah. a, a bygone, a, a lost golden age of hijacking. Yeah, uh, hijacking was like a minor inconvenience back in the day. You know, it's like, I, well, oh shit, I'll go to Cuba. <laughs> e even the super like militant hijackings were mostly like you fly it to Libya, you take all of the passengers off, and then you like blow up the plane to own America somehow. Uh, it was a lot more innocent, you know? We'll just build another one. Yeah. This this particular incident, this is August 2nd, 1970, um, just a, a passenger said, I want to go to Cuba, I have a bomb on the plane, they flew to Havana, <laughs> Fidel Castro came out to meet the plane, he hung out with the pilot for a while. Oh, that rules. They flew, yeah. <laughs> then they, then, then they, dro they dropped the hijacker off and then they flew away. <laughs> Alright, all <right>, thanks. <laughs> and everyone on the was, plane got questioned by the FBI when they got back to Miami. Of course. Um, yeah. I was saying to Roz, I like the idea of uh, of you landing in Havana, uh, obviously during the US-Cuba embargo, and them saying to you, alright, listen, 
you have five minutes duty free. <laughs> you, can, you can have whatever you can carry. Like that old Nickelodeon grand prize where you got five minutes at a Toys R Us and you can have anything you can fit the shopping cart. That's what I want. Fidel stands by the gate. You have five minutes to make it from here to duty free and back. And you can have as much Havana Club and cigars as yeah. you can possibly fit I, on your I, I'm thinking of the reverse of that, where you like, if you're the guy who hijacks the 747 to go to Cuba, you can just bring embargoed US goods. You can be the you can be king because you have just as many like miniature bottles of like thousands Johnny Walker, and thousands of Kit Kats, <laughs> Coke cans. It's just you name it. You you just the smuggling king of Cuba. So you show up at the end of the duty free run with a shopping cart entirely full of Havana Club, and you ask the <laughs> you know it's like okay how, how much uh, how much is this twenty eight hundred Cuban pesos or five American dollars? I'll take it. Look at that thing back on the fucking plane. <laughs> Captain, uh, we're we're a little overweight for um, uh, taking off. It's all, it's all, all the bottles just clinking together back there. <laughs> just do the thing that English people do, where you like you get the ferry to France with a uh, like a rental van. You fill it up with beer and you drive it back, and you just be like, "Yeah, it's for personal use." Yes. <laughs> And then everyone got back to the United States and realized Havana Club is not that good. I remember the first time I had Havana Distilled Havana Club, and I was just like, well, this is a whole day's a huge fucking disappointment. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's the morally correct rum, but it's not the tastier rum. Yes. So... Oh, fun fa fun fact: the Bacardi family, which uh, whose distilleries were nationalized and now make Havana Club, and they just carried on and they built more elsewhere, were actually a big early backer of Fidel. They tried, they funded him to try to like turn him to like the CIA's point of view to overthrow Batista, and he just kind of took their money and then nationalized their distilleries anyway, which rules. Oh, that's funny as hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every everything I hear about Fidel, like the, the more I hear about Fidel, the more I like him. Oh um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like just like if you Google Ubre Blanca, who was like he he dude really liked ice cream, and so as a consequence of that, Cuban agriculture was vastly diverted into milk production. And to, oh, to the point oh, no. that there was like there was a, a hero of labor cow called Ubre Blanca. Who, there's a big statue of her at the Cuban National Institute of Agriculture because she produced a lot of milk, which made delicious ice cream, which made Fidel very happy because he was a treat boy, and that rules so hard. <laughs> it's what I, it's what I would do if I was dictator. <laughs> Oh, same. That's whenever I play Tropico, I'm just like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, we're gonna. I don't care if the economy and agriculture weren't supported. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, so both both of these flights were going into the uh, Aeropuerto de Gran Canaria, right? Grand, yeah. Grand Canaria. Yes, the, the airport. The, the, the airport big, in the Grand big Canary. Canary the airport. Big, yeah, yeah, the big fucking airport. Now, at the time, <laughs> this this runway did not exist. Mm. I don't know if it was that runway. Maybe the other runway didn't exist. It only had Which one, one runway. Which one looks shittier? Because that's the older one, I assume. Yeah. It still had a lot of space for airplanes, though, right? Mm. So, but on this particular day, uh, the Canary Islands independence movement decided to bomb the airport, right? Fair enough. Reasonable. Sure. So they bombed the airport. It injured eight people. Yeah. They phoned in to say there was a second bomb. So they had to close the airport for the day. 
right? Then divert some flights away, right? Mm -hmm. Just sabotage the, yeah, sabotage the island's biggest industry of tourism to uh, yes. own the fascists. Fair enough. Abs absolutely. As you do. All right, so while they're searching for the second bomb, they got to close the airport, and as a result, all the flights that were going in to Grand Canary are diverted to Tenerife, hmm. right here, right? Yeah, because those are the two islands in the Canary Islands that have any people on them. Right. Yeah. And the Pan Am flight, you know, they're like, we have a shitload of fuel, can we just go in a holding pattern until you reopen the airport? And are like, no, go to Tenerife. <laughs> okay. <Why? laughs> just, just like, no, fuck you, no. 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 Just eat a dick. Nope, landing. <laughs> All right. So, Tenerife, uh, the the airport was called oh. Los Los Rodios at the point. They really like a really like a straight field down there. Oh yeah, it it almost looks French. Yeah, you, they really don't like having to turn a plow around. Is the thing. You just yes. you, you get in your fucking field of like sorghum or whatever, and you like drive forward for fifty miles, and then <laughs> yeah, great, you're done. Uh, this is Los Rodios Airport, uh, now uh, Tenerife North, right? It's right across the street from uh, Supermercado La Ucha. Um, <laughs> the ima imagine this guy staring at the the whole thing. <laughs> The rest of the episode. I, I, I do like that there's still independence movement graffiti, like, recently. That's cool. Uh, with with uh, inverted uh, Triforce, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it, what, is a, what is an Ucha, anyway? I looked it up. Apparently, there's no, not really an equivalent in English, but it's something like Cashbox or Piggy Bank. Huh, okay. Huh. So that, that's, that's like a piggy bank? It must be the discount supermarket. Supermercado. Uh, okay. Still, still a, lot of, a lot of explaining to do about that sign. Now this airport was a lot smaller than the Grand Canary Airport, and it was about to see a whole bunch of traffic it wasn't designed for, including some very large air, airplanes. Mm, so wow. airplanes would land on the runway, you know, here, and then because so many of them had to land, and a lot of them were really big, they didn't have room on the tarmac for all of them, so they got stacked up on the taxiway. Oh, great. You have a, you have a, a clog in your airport. It just backs yes. up. And as a result, uh, you couldn't use the full taxiway to get planes on the runway to position them for takeoff. Rather, instead, you had to go to the end, and you had to do a thing called back taxiing, nice. where you go all the way down the runway, and then you turn around, and then, and then you go. Right. Oh man. Okay. This seems like it will not end in disaster. Yeah. No. How are you supposed to turn around in like a, a massive plane? Do you just get the like the the tug thing to like move Very you slowly? Yeah. J turn. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, all of the passengers, you have to move to the right side of the aircraft when I say go, and we'll just <laughs> slam the reverse thrust on. <laughs> oh, hell yeah! It's just that scene from Heat. Oh, I'd be super tight. <laughs> All right, so at at one end of the runway, right, um, you know, you have I'm gonna draw a plane. Hmm, you got um, a Madden list. Oh boy. Yeah. So, so here here is this is 
<laughs> that's, a, that's a B or something. Yeah. <laughs> so so this this is this is K L M. KLM forty eight oh five Royal Dutch. Is, yeah. Named the plane was named the Rhine or whatever Rhine is in Dutch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I've made my thoughts on the Dutch perfectly clear. <laughs> I suppose for that one guy who got mad at me in the comments about it. I don't understand why you're making fun of the Dutch because I hate your stupid fucking yeah, country. It's, if, if, the, the entire flight crew. The, Dutch. the entire like, flight crew are distracted because they're all putting on blackface at the same time. <laughs> yep. Oh, you got us confused yeah. with the Belgians, man. No one gives a shit. Yeah. You're both low country. I don't give a fuck. You're both low countries. I don't give a shit about. Yeah. So KLM. 4805 was the first in line when the airport in Grand Canary reopened, right? Mm. But the the captain decided, well, we're going to save some time here. We may be here for a while. We're going to fuel up, right? Sure. So there, there, there's a okay, there's a, there's a churro place near the airport. That's convenient. Oh, sick, is there? Yeah, oh, re nice. Restaurante oh. Churrascaria. Ooh. A little bit of advertisement for them. Yeah, absolutely. They got the fueling truck next to them. Fueling up the aircraft, right? Yeah. And then Pan Am, seven, uh, the Pan Am flight is behind them, mm. right? And there's probably a whole fucking bunch of other planes, because it's like, it's like bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic. I put a little American flag on top so you know it's American plane. It just looks like a big Soviet or Chinese flag. Uh... Ross can't draw so good. But yeah, exactly. But when you only have the here. red color selected, it kind of limits your options. I guess it could be Moroccan. <laughs> it's under a flag of convenience. <laughs> <laughs> while while the KLM flight is refueling, and they're also searching for like a family that didn't reboard the aircraft when they were supposed to mm, on um, some final destination shit. Yeah. The Pan Am plane, which was ready to go, couldn't get around because there just wasn't enough room because 747s are big. Mm. Right? Yes. Yeah. And they're just so sitting, that's watching. What the, that's what the people tune in for. Yes. <laughs> Hard-hitting analysis. It's just a, pl a plane traffic jam with all these, these Americans just sitting back there getting madder and madder and madder <laughs> at this fancy Dutch fucker. Just sitting there, just <laughs> sucking up aviation fuel. Choked away the World Cup for no goddamn reason to the- oh, I mean, I whatever. think the thing is, right, like, one, one thing that people don't get, unless you are a freak like me and you listen to air traffic control for fun, uh, which I yeah, use sometimes- it, Yeah, no, no that's, that's- Yeah, yeah I know, okay. I know, but I it, it's true, it's, it's that- it's it's that, that, yeah, it's it's that I play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> the, the thing that I think a lot of normal people don't get is that like when you're on a plane and it's delayed and you're getting mad and you're getting frustrated, it's not just you, the pilots are pissed off as well. Because it's oh, usually yes. some yeah. bullshit like this. They're, they're usually having to look at a smug Dutch guy, be like, oh, I did do, 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 I take the aviation fuel. Blackface too thick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're all just like they've jumped a country over on stereotypes and they're all USA from the Simpsons. Don't punch me, I'm full of candy! <laughs> so, 
Yeah, so uh, after they <laughs> they finally finished refueling, that they, they delayed the Pan Am flight by like thirty minutes, mm. as well as everyone else behind them. You know. Yeah, of course. God damn, God. There's just a bunch of people <laughs> leaning on the horns. Why do we even have <laughs> horns in this? <laughs> because it was designed as a truck. <laughs> <laughs> CB so, McCall is just blasting at it nowhere. Yeah, like out of farting. <laughs> once the once the KLM flight uh, finishes refueling, they find the people. ATC says, "All right, go down the runway, right? Oh boy, go to the mm-hmm. end of the runway, and then turn around, hold for takeoff, right? Yeah, because you can't take off. You can't take off. I guess eastwards on this, right? You can't just go. I, I guess I I am not entirely prob- certain of that, but I the wind. that is mu- that must be what it is. Yeah." Yeah, you don't want you don't want to like try to take off, hit a headwind, and just get knocked into the fucking churro place or whatever. That'd be bad. So here here's here's Super Mercado La Ucha for a reference. Um <laughs> just yeah, orient yourself around that. I'm just yes. like very into all of these all of these names. There's a restaurante El Nervioso. Like a, 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 a anxiety restaurant, which for me is every restaurant. That's me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm panic eating. I'm panic eating right now. Why does the waiter hate me? Like, no, Liam, you just need to go to this sleep. Is, this is such a series of like Spanish language stereotypes that the road around the airport is called Camino El Matadero. Just like, yeah. <laughs> Mat- Matador Road. Cool. Uh, two ways to go about life. You're either a matador or a doormat. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, yes. So, anyway. So, ATC, now that KLM's going down the runway over here, ATC says uh, Pan Am 1736 should follow and leave the runway at taxiway three. Mm. This, this taxiway here did not exist at the time. Yeah. Um, so, they follow. They start going down the runway. This is one. This is two. Here's three. Mm. They get to three, and they keep going, right? Uh, that's not so good. So there's there's some theories as to, you know, why they didn't they didn't turn off there. One was that they read their map incorrectly, right? Mm. Because they they'd never flown here before, right? This is a yeah. new airport to them. That's fair. Right? With with a, like a badly asshole. overworked air traffic control, presumably too. Yes. Yeah, which has never had to deal with anything of this magnitude. Yeah. Uh, number two is they didn't think they could make the turn. Well, it does look sharp. They wanted to do a zigzag, right, mm. and get on the taxiway. Uh, so they decided we're going to try and go for taxiway four. This is going to be a lot easier, right? And was it? Uh, well, <laughs> and number, number, number C, number C is that, uh, bad visibility. They just miss the taxiway, right? Mm. And that's because Los Rodeos Airport is at a very high altitude. It's about 2,000 feet above sea level. If you're European, that's 633 meters. Mm. Um, so there's a bunch wow, of clouds. everywhere. Yeah, there's a bunch of clouds rolling through, right? Awesome. Fantastic place to build a fucking airport. Is in the clouds? Yeah. 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 Duh, that's where the planes are, Alice. (laughs) Yeah, you you feel very, like, uh, very airborne when you're just in the lounge or whatever. 
Yeah, the the nice clouds roll by. You're not thinking, ah, fuck, I'm about to die. That's a horrifying cloud that you've drawn there. That's it's a big friendly cloud. It does not look friendly to me. Sweet gracious God, dude! (laughs) He's going down the runway. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, the face I'm with d- the like the thing. Uh, it looks nope, like <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so this big, this big friendly cloud is going down the runway in the same direction as uh, Clipper Vector and the KLM flight at about fourteen knots. Right while this is happening, mm. right. So they're just in a uh, cloud bank, both of them. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. So this is where there's a couple miscommunications. This was not the control tower at the time. There was an older control tower there. This is a newer control tower, but, you know, the control tower is what I decided to make the visual of here. Mm. So, in on KLM flight 4805 was uh, Captain Jacob Veldhuizen Van Zantern. (laughs) I should should point out, this guy was famous. Like, KLM, he was like, I think one of KLM's... Yeah, they had magazine ads about, like, come fly KLM with this guy, who we have photographed looking extremely, like, reassuring and trustworthy. Uh, because oh, he's, yeah. he's Dutch, how trustworthy could he be? <laughs> but he, he was he was an instructor pilot for the seven four seven. I think he had been like a test pilot before that first. So there was there's a little bit of the like the seniority thing going on there. There's some there's some crew resource management here. Uh, if, if this had happened in like an any kind of an Asian airline, we would be t- like the fucking New York Times. I'm still mad about the MH370 thing or whatever. Would be talking. Oh, yeah. Would be talking about like oh, can Asians fly so good? Yeah. Would be yep. talking about hierarchical cultures or like deference or things of that nature. But he's yeah, he's this very well established, very senior, very famous uh, uh, money maker for KLM. For the, for reference, I'm fine with orientalizing the Dutch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, the I, the I inscrutable Dutch. I, just, I cannot explain enough how much I do not give a fuck about the Dutch. You made it all the way to the fucking World Cup in 2010, and you lost to the Spaniards of all fucking people. This, this is Jesus this is your Christ. beef. It's, it's, it's not the like. Yeah, stu- I the, had money on that game. Not the like stupid <laughs> orange pants. No, I mean, the, the, listen, I I just, that's, he, he just, do you remember the headbutting? Yes. Where he kicked him, right? In the heart for some reason. Yeah, as one does. And it was just, like, what are you, what are you the, it's the, the World the Cup, head you fucking dumb yeah. idiot. The, the headbutting was Zidane, uh, that was, yes, yeah. Yes, there we go. <laughs> I just, I just, I cannot stand the fucking Dutch, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it all out. This is like group therapy. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to forget that one guy. He's like, oh, why is you so the Dutch? Yeah. It's just like, fuck you. I'm never, never, never going to respect fucking Yeeps von Boom de Kistje or whatever in our fucking mentions. <laughs> I, the other thing, too, about the Dutch is they'll sit here and prattle on about how, like, they're one of the good ones, actually. Oh, and fuck. it's like, are you aware of what you people did to Indonesia? Yeah. Because it's not fucking good, dude. <laughs> yeah. This it's is, fucking not good. Yeah. No. So. You can put that in the TV trope article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, for some reason, like, not respecting the autonomy of Batavia is a trope. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, 
So Captain Complicated Name with safety and magazine Captain articles. Blackface, yes. Yes. <laughs> once he once he gets to the end of the runway and turns around, he um he immediately decides to start advancing the throttles, right? Not yet, baby. We're gonna hit the oh, USNS right. comfort. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and his 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 first officer, Klaus Mers. Mm. Yeah. Of course it's <laughs> yeah. Tell, it's tells fucking... him, uh, uh, wait, we do, we don't have clearance. Mm. Okay. And, and so he, uh, yeah, he pulls back. He pulls back. So oh yeah, sure. So not not Mers... auspicious start for the like big advertisement guy to be like, oh yeah, sorry, I just accidentally fucking just redlined the. Whoops, my bad, just fucking full speed ahead. Imagine imagine you're on the <laughs> plane and you just hear the engine spool all the way up and then just back down again. And you're just like, huh. That's probably fine. Oh, boss is bored. Yeah. <laughs> fine. This this is the kind of shit that's in my head every time I take a plane. Even though I know that like uh, the the probability is that I'm never gonna be in a plane crash. Because it's me, and I'm like a solipsist, and I'm like, well, I am the protagonist of reality, so interesting things can happen to me. I'm still like, ah, <laughs> oh, the, the, all of these small details that everyone else isn't noticing, these portend absolute devastation and catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the back of my mind, it's at true. all times, I have the CSB, yep. unbeknownst to the workers, voice. <laughs> so, is it solipsist in here, or is it just me? That's a joke. All right, here we go. <laughs> so Mers radioed the, the uh, control tower to say that they're ready for takeoff, and the tower replied with instructions for what they should do after they take off. But they never explicitly told them they were clear for takeoff. Hmm. That, well, but they also they, used they... the word takeoff in their reply. Okay. Um, Non-standardized radio, yeah, buddy. A, a bunch of overworked air traffic controllers. Just be like, yeah, w once you take off, you, you're gonna want to do this, and we'll get back to you. Yeah. I can do this with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could make a hat, or a, a boat, or... So, uh, Mirrors read back, you know, the instructions, and we are now at takeoff. Uh, Captain... Veldhuizen von Zanten said, "Jesus Christ, uh, vegan, which is Dutch for we're going." Cool, uh, right? That's that's not. You shouldn't. Hmm. I, I I would say that at takeoff is pretty clear that that is like waiting for takeoff. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe that maybe his tone was different, but. Yeah, that seems to be one of the things you should maybe get clarification that, on. Yeah, in, instead of just be like, uh, yeah, you boost into boost into engines and boost. Fuck it, fuck it, we out. <laughs> well, there, there's, a, there's, a mitig there's, there's something that happened here. Uh. After Veldhausen von Zatten said vegan, and then, and then advanced the throttle again. Dude just really has a like a lead foot, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, you yes. know, he's he's been sitting there refueling for thirty minutes. He's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Black face is all right. caked on and shit. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry to Start, starting it. to form cracks. The, the lesson I'm getting from this is that people people <laughs> really don't pilots really don't like being on the taxiway at this airport. Like, yeah. so, but the Tenerife uh, uh, tower said, "All right, okay, stand by for takeoff. I will call you." Right at that but, same time, he's yeah. not gonna call. <laughs> The same time the Pan Am uh, flight uh, simultaneously transmitted 
we're still taxiing down the runway. Uh, the Clipper 1736, right? Clipper was Pan Am's call sign. Yeah, and they had this radio bug. Yeah, the radio interference meant that KLM didn't hear either of them. Yeah, it's 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 not even <laughs> interference. It's this strange sort of uh, like uh, a radio phenomenon, which I think can still happen, even which is why they're very careful around it. Where if you transmit like two things at the same time on one of these nets, they just kind of like cancel each other out, and you don't hear anything. Oh, that's terrifying, right? Mm -hmm. It's it, it is no, yeah it's great yeah. you love to think about that where like if you make a mistake that like is so yeah, I urgent do, I do love thinking about hmm. when I'm flying that yeah. is true I I love to yeah. think about the idea that if somebody up there has made a mistake that is so urgent that two people are yelling at them at once they just can't hear either of them you uh, gotta get a third person in <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true <laughs> um so you know so KLM the KLM flight doesn't hear them and also. Clipper, uh, uh, Clipper 1736 is inside of a cloud at this point, right? Hmm, cool. Yes. Now, on that cliffhanger, I'm going to go use the restroom. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> we can, Liam and I can share more theories about the Dutch and, like, uh, Dutch politics. Uh, oh, Geertz <laughs> Wilder, whatever the fuck his name was. Oh, yeah. Like, like, uh, yes, of, of, of course, all the European... Donald yeah. Trump more cartoonishly evil somehow. Yeah, like, of all like, the European the fascists, Dutch. I feel like Geert Wilders is, like, one of the, like, least aesthetic ones. Like, Nigel Farage, right, uh, homegrown fascist, looks like a weird kind he of bullfrog. Yeah. Went to the same school as me, by the way. Dulwich College, represent. Um, yeah, no. Uh, he's he, he looks <laughs> like a bullfrog and is, like, generally repulsive. But Geert Wilders has the kind of, like, the the like fascist meanness of face, but also the fake tan. Like he he feels like a swinger Nazi. It's very disconcerting. Yes, no, that's absolutely that's a hundred percent true. You know, you know, what he looks like he looks like the Nazi who would be like in a in a sixties Nazi themed porno. Like yes, Nazi exploitation. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He he's he's like, hmm, get boy toy of the SS. This is like, yeah, great, cool. You did tell I, me. This is what I wanted to put. This is what I wanted on Cinemax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah tell me, tell me about the Muslims, please, Mister Git. Also, just fuck off being called Git. Get in the fucking Zydeze. Which somebody's somebody's going to yell at me that the Zydeze doesn't fucking exist. Shut up. I just. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. mm. No, the Z the Z was um they uh they they drained it I believe in one of those like massive civil engineering works to create uh. a bunch of like polders. Um. So yeah, no, it's. I I will say I will say this much for the Dutch, and that's large infrastructure projects involving like dams or like uh, breakwaters and stuff. They are quite good at those, but uh, does, uh, well, does, yeah, mm. you know, Indonesia sends its regards. I suppose. Yeah, right. Uh, does does not really make up for the yeah. Could have probably used one of those in one of the most fucking tsunami prone regions in the world. But what do I know? Uh, what did the Dutch do, Wade? Uh, uh, colonize what they called the Dutch East Indies and Batavia before that, largely in pursuit of spice, which they never use in their atrocious cooking. 
Ah, I see, I see. And 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 then leave uh, Indonesia with one of the world's lowest lying capitals in uh, like uh, a, a zone of extreme seawater rise and tsunamis, while not like building any fucking polders or breakwaters or shit for them. Imagine you you colonize like you know the um you know these places with like fantastic you know uh, Southeast Asian cooking. And then mm. you know, just repress all that yeah, well, culture. Yeah, the whitest thing in the world. Yep. <laughs> and then you're like, well, we have stroop waffles. Yeah, um, it's, it, like c- congratulations, <laughs> you you can throw away your like your delicious migoreng because we've brought you mayonnaise. And like, <laughs> yeah, thanks. All right, so I'm back. Um. Mm. Anyway. Oh God. So let's explain what is going on. So the Pan Am plane is right about here, right? Yeah. On the runway. Trying to get off at uh, Taxiway 4. We still have Mr. Happy Cloud, right? (laughs) Sweet Christ. Yes. (laughs) Covering the runway. Mm -hmm. KLM flight is down here, right? Yeah. So, um, now, on the Pan Am flight is Captain Victor Grubbs. (laughs) So it's it's not just the Dutch that are uh, like living down to stereotypes at this point. First officer Robert Bragg. Yeah, good American name. Flight engineer George Warns. All of right. it, this isn't the, like the seventies. All of these guys are like uh, Air National Guard lieutenant colonels. Uh, they're like <laughs> they wear the Joe Biden aviators all the time, no matter how yes. dark it is. They have never stopped smoking. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no stewardess's ass remains ungrabbed on that flight. They have three martinis in the cockpit each. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one for me, one for me. <laughs> so, it's a long so they're, flight, man. <clears throat> they're they're going down a runway. Unbeknownst to them, their uh, transmission was blocked uh, by the uh, by interference. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're getting anxious, right? Uh, according to the cockpit voice recorder, Victor Grubbs, the captain, you know, he says, "Let's get the hell out of here." <laughs> just puts down the child locks. Yeah. <laughs> just roll up the windows. It's a bad neighborhood. <laughs> first, first officer's like, "Yeah, he's he's anxious, isn't he?" In reference to the Dutch pilot, right? Um, and the Pan Am flight engineer is like. Yeah, after he held us up for half an hour, that expletive removed. Now he's in a rush. Son of a bitch. Just a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I mean, po- points were made, right? Like, they're not wrong. Yeah. Once again, America, not wrong. <laughs> Bunch of things happened very quickly here, right? So the KLM flight engineer expressed some doubts that the Pan Am flight was clear, but Captain Complicated Name... Uh, reassured them that no, so, no, they're, Captain, they're off the Captain Towns Van Zandt. Uh, yes, yeah, F- <laughs> fucking like yeah. The ins- <laughs> the inscrutable Dutch culture strikes again as the like uh, the patriarchal figure in the cockpit is unable to be countermanded. Uh, yes, I-, I think the flight engineer is like the- he he's 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 clear right the American and the captain's just like yeah, fine, don't worry what's about. The, it. What's the Dutch equivalent of Confucius? <laughs> Foncutious. Yes. <laughs> so at this point, our friend the cloud decides to change course and goes off the runway, right? Hmm. 
So visibility is suddenly much better. And the KLM Yay. flight has started going. Mm -hmm. And so according to the, the cockpit voice recorder, the Captain Victor Grubbs, you know, sees, sees the uh, KLM flight coming. Big He's like, blue blur. <laughs> yeah. There he is. Look at him. God damn, that son of a bitch is coming. <laughs> the, the first officer's like, get off, get off, get off. Yeah, so, we, we have the timestamps, and I think the scariest thing is like the difference between those is that's, that those are four seconds apart. And like yeah. that, that time, in that time, it's gone like who knows how many hundred meters. So, uh, Veldhuisen von Zanten, uh Pulls up on the stick in his plane, he does a massive tail strike trying to clear the Pan Am plane, right? Donk. Oh, fuck. Victor Grubbs opens the throttle and tries to put the plane in the grass, right? Mm-hmm. So, two good decisions. Yeah. Yes. So they almost make it. <laughs> almost? Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah they, they don't grade on a curve for this stuff, do they? Jesus yeah. fuck. This is uh, still from a PBS documentary, and I'm hoping if it's JPEG compressed enough, they won't get mad at me for using it. Our tax <laughs> dollars paid for it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks That's to true. viewers like you. Uh, hey, it's, it's Justin in post-production again. I just wanted to add a correction here. It's actually a Smithsonian Channel documentary that this still is from. And I noticed that while there's you know pretty high production values here, they decided to alter... God damn, that son of a bitch is coming to that idiot is coming, right? Because, you know, this this highly produced graphic depiction of the deadliest civil aviation accident in history had to be uh, family friendly. Um, anyway, back to the podcast. For not <laughs> so, copyright striking us, PBS, you yeah, sons I, of bitches. I, I'll buy one of your tote bags. <laughs> oh, God, imagine, well, I mean, at least if you're in the, like, uh, any of the seats backwards in the Pan Am, you, you're not going to know a thing about that. You're getting a jet engine to the side of the fucking head. Like... <laughs> so, KLM 4805 almost clears the clip clipper vector, but doesn't and cheers off the top of the plane, right? Yep. Uh, and not, and the, not KLM... the fun way, like that Hawaiian plane where the, the, like, the roof goes off, sucks out one stewardess, and then everybody else just remains terrified until it makes a safe landing. It, you it's see, it just goes... Fucking just goes straight through the thing. It's a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's so, a cabriolet now. The KLM flight was actually briefly airborne uh, and then immediately stalled and crashed into the <laughs> runway. <laughs> Put that in the fucking epitaph, why don't you? Briefly airborne. <laughs> briefly airborne. Very, very short period of time. Yeah. Technically a flight. But it stalled owing to the fact that it lost most of its wing and engines. Um, yeah, that'll that'll yeah. do it. That and it crashed it. crashed in the runway, and of course they just refueled it, so it burns to the ground. Mm. Um, it just explodes and burns. They can't extinguish it for several hours. Uh, no one on the plane survives. Um, yeah, there's one one survivor of the flight who was a woman who did not reboard the plane at Tenerife because that's where she was going. Um, uh, cool. Uh, yeah. The Again, that is some final destination shit. But like, imagine you just you get off that plane and you're just in the airport and you're just like in the churro place or you're in the supermercado and you're just like you just hear the the explosion and you're just like, 
Mm. Not feeling not feeling great about that. Oh, feeling super good. <laughs> glad, yeah. glad, glad I got off that plane. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, two hundred forty-eight passengers and crew died in the crash in Inferno, including, of course, everyone on the flight deck. Right mm -hmm. now, the the only ones who deserved it. I don't know. The rest of them are Dutch. <laughs> you don't have to be Dutch to get a, a Dutch plane. <laughs> yes, you do. It's, it's, yes, not, you do. it's not an, an endorsement. They make you don blackface to a citizenship test. <laughs> I'm not actually advocating for the death of the Dutch. <laughs> Ah, that it's makes a one joke. of us. I'm joking. I'm just, joking. Just, uh, uh, like security on the skybridge checking to make sure you have like a racially offensive costume on before they seat you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Europe. This is it, the episode uh. that finally gets us all cancelled. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, Pan Am Flight 1736 uh, you know, they get whacked pretty hard by the KLM plane, shears off the top of the airplane, uh, the rest of it catches fire, right? Hmm. So, a lot of people were killed immediately by this, right? Yeah, the, uh, the ones who get, like, hit by an engine, or whatever. Yes, uh, or, you know, you have, like, a giant fireball of Dutch airplane fuel yeah. just incinerate you, yeah. I, I, I gotta say, of the ways to die in an airplane crash, this is one of the better ones. Like, it's not like you get the terror that, like, I think about every time I fly of, like, the way down or anything. You're on the ground, you probably don't know anything about it, and you, you don't get to be, like, terrified or anything, because it's not prolonged, you just... Yeah, you don't, you don't I, even I, get I, the 15 seconds, yeah. Yeah, yeah unless you're looking out the window. Oh yeah, don't do that. Never, never do that. <laughs> Window shade down, thank you. <laughs> just, so, just see the plane coming and you just put the shade down. And it's like, well, that's somebody else's problem in about 15 <laughs> seconds. So, so a lot of people, um, when, when, so, but people in the front after the airplane, uh, survived, right? Yeah, the ones in the bar. Yeah, exactly. If you went to the bar, you know, like immediately. This is why you, uh, we did that. <laughs> Yeah, hmm. well, you, um, while you're taxiing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, time to uh, time to go grab some martinis, right? <laughs> so every, everyone, everyone who survived, like uh, they walked out of a hole in the fuselage onto the one wing that wasn't on fire, hmm. probably with martinis in hand. <laughs> um, just, uh, just feeling great about that yeah. until the precise moment that you realize that the wing that you're standing on is also full of fuel. Yes, you know they'll go walk out on the wing. Um, Including including the flight flight crew, flight <laughs> the crew, fight clue. the fight the fight Ch clue, change yeah. name Very of group Dutch. to fight clue. Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, you know one of one of the problems was uh, the engines were still running mm. for several minutes after the incident. Mm. Um, the first officer was like, "I better turn off the engines, you know, because we've been involved in a wreck." But the top of the cockpit had been sheared off. <laughs> oh, wow. Wily coyote shit. <laughs> That's where the switches were. Yeah, you reach up to flick the switch and there's just, there's just air. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, feel great about that. So, you know, the survivors went out on the wing, they waited to be rescued, but owing to the fact that there were several other clouds around the airport, the, uh... Fucking clouds. Airport emergency services all were tending to the remains of KLM mm. Flight 4805. Fuck that. They, didn't even know there was another plane involved. Jesus. How can you fly <laughs> in that? That's insane. 
You I, fucking shouldn't be. I, I, I just love the idea that like you're on the wing thinking, man, I really hope that the engine shut off and you just have to think well on the plus side we are burning fuel remarkably quickly so it shouldn't mm. be too long oh yeah the engine shut off in a few minutes mm. and ah. you know a few minutes of you standing on a wing with a deafening jet engine right underneath you i'm sure yeah. that was great for so everyone's bad. hearing it's just a <laughs> While relaxing the plane is exploding time. around you yeah <laughs> you're a cool um, mistress tinnitus <laughs> so once the engine shut down they just uh sort of hopped down from the wing mm. and walked away um, okay, sure. So, three hundred. I'm sure that the first officer is apologizing profusely for not turning off the engines. Yeah, he sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Except they can't hear you. Yeah. I'm sorry! <laughs> I'm sorry! <laughs> yeah, like, this is, this is, I feel like, uh, just the time when you need to have the, like, three martinis in you is to be on a, like, kind of heating up wing in the aftermath of a plane crash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, just, this is a guy with a travel pillow and everybody else is like, fuck, why didn't I bring one of those? <laughs> so, on this plane, 335 people died, 61 people survived, including mm. uh, the captain, first officer, and flight engineer. Hmm. Um, who did the best? Like not yeah. uh, is pretty good pilotmanship, here's, airmanship, whatever. Here, here's here's the wing of the Clipper Vector that everyone was standing on. Ooh, no, here thank you. People, people right. walking away. Um, yeah, that's not stuff you want to be breathing in. Any of it, either. Oh yeah, it's it's all made of like plastic and jet yeah. fuel. Uh huh. Alright, so after this, of course, there's an investigation, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. And the investigation was from... Oh boy. Oh god. The... Oh god. Commission de Investigation de Accidentes e Incidentes de Aviation Civil, which is the CIA IAC. Ah, okay. Oh, rolls right off the tongue, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's probably fine in Spanish. You just have to say it real quick. That's true. Uh, Let's say, uh, yes, say. No, it doesn't. That's not any better. That's worse. Anyway, this is a Spanish NTSB. Uh, they lead the investigation, and but all the parties involved because it's a multinational thing. They decide to try and blame each other, right? Hmm. I'm glad we don't do this with like aviation uh, investigations ever again since. <laughs> So, no, that's true. We as a species are batting a thousand on those. <laughs> the the CIA IAC puts the blame firmly on Captain Vel Veldhuizen von Zanten for taking off without clearance. Right? Fair enough. Like a lot, a lot of times yeah, when we talk about that, inquiries, yes. we're like, "Man, they really threw this guy under the bus." Especially like, hmm, they just picked the like highest ranking dead guy who can't answer back. But in this case. No, they really kind of, yeah. It's a pretty clear cut. You know, they also say, that, okay, there's some exacerbating factors like fog, overcrowding, uh, you know, and um, using non-standard language. That radio blip thing. Yes. And no one's familiar with the airport involved except air traffic control. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Dutch tried to counter this by saying, you know, the Spanish... From yeah. from the audio, they said it sounds like the Spanish aircraft controllers were watching soccer in the tower. No, um, that's just how Spanish people <laughs> talk to each other. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's what they say when the plane takes off successfully. Go! <laughs> so yeah, they all lead with that with the with the like racist caricature shit. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, the Dutch tail. Yeah, why would I expect anything else with the Dutch? Hmm. So, yeah, see, I can yeah. do it too. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they also is like Pan Am seventeen thirty six should have taken taxiway three. Eventually, they give up, and KLM awarded damages totaling one hundred and ten million dollars to the victims' families. The the, the, um, the victims being what, like six hundred people? Uh yeah, it was. Uh, death toll is five hundred eighty three people. That's not a lot of money. A hundred and ten million divided by five hundred and fifty something. It's like a uh, one hundred eighty nine thousand dollars, if I recall correctly. Cool. Yeah, this is nineteen seventies money though. This after like uh, fucking your opening gambit with the investigation is yes, the air traffic controller was asleep beneath a giant sombrero, uh, as as was <laughs> as was his racial characteristic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the Richard Hammond uh, thing that got him a lot, a lot of trouble with the Mexican government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just KLM saying it. <laughs> like, why, why did they have a donkey in the air traffic control tower that shouldn't oh have God. been allowed? I believe the word. I believe the word you're looking for is burrow. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, it's us, masters of cultural sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're getting cancelled after this one. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, this is yeah. This we don't stand a chance, honestly. Damn. Oh well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, time to pivot to alt right content. Um, oh, I don't want to join Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Anyone got a anyone got a pickup truck that we can record rants from? Uh, post it in the comments. Um, <laughs> Actually, if you do have a pickup truck for about fifteen hundred dollars, oh, unrelated, unrelated to neo Nazi shit. Uh, I'm trying to buy a truck yeah. for fifteen hundred. If, if, if or so you want dollars. to sell or better yet, donate the f the like the subject of a future Patreon episode where we all talk about what a giant piece of shit it is and how Liam drove it into the ground. Go to Alaska, baby. Yeah. So sewer highway. So, It'll be fun, or we can die, or whatever. One of the major effects of this accident, though, was you know. A renewed focus on standardization of language regarding air traffic control and aircraft movements, right? So now you Yeah, which is why they made ATC much more boring to listen to, because now everybody talks in English. Yes. And you're not using, you know, you can't like use the word takeoff unless you're explicitly directing an aircraft to either take off or stop taking off. You cannot do the the extended bit from airplane where you're like vector Victor Roger Roger over over. Yes, that, that's now illegal. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn fun police. <laughs> um, you know you got to say departure, otherwise you can't say take off unless you're actually taking off. Mm. Uh, you know, it's generally more explicit instruction and readbacks to ensure crews have internalized instruction. You know, and this is. It only took the deadliest civil aviation incident in history, you know, to cause these changes to happen. Better late yeah. than never, baby, USA. <laughs> yes. It also did, like, it, it did finally spur a little bit of, like, what would eventually become called crew resource management, in that uh, airlines stopped trying to make pilots as big celebrities as they had before this. 
like this this is kind of the reason why you won't now see like a big full page ad of like a named pilot uh which is probably for the best like the, 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 those guys uh, i don't think their egos needed any help at the best of times uh, but yeah. it's especially awkward when you put them on uh, like a full page ad, and then they yeet the plane into another plane because they're <laughs> like impatient. Oh, now instead we have like uh, low cost airlines trying to play pay uh, commercial airline pilots poverty wages. Ryanair could go to hell. Yeah, that's also um, not so good. <laughs> yeah, what, what if what if we took the the people who like ne least need to be like sleep deprived and overworked and made them more like long haul truckers? <laughs> All right, listen. You're gonna take this plane. Um, we're we're doing. We're you're gonna go from Los Angeles to Tokyo, uh, and then Tokyo to I don't know, uh, Ulan Bator, and then Ulan Bator <laughs> yeah. to like um, London, yeah, London, and then you're gonna take it to from London back to LAX, and you're gonna do this in one shift. Yeah, they and just like gonna... slip you a fistful of reds. <laughs> <laughs> they give you and, and we're we're gonna pay you 17 bucks an hour yeah. you get time and a half after eight hours though <laughs> no health care man fucking <laughs> instead instead of like uh, uh balpa or whatever the american pilots unions are they should fucking get with the teamsters you know, yes. every time you get on a plane, there should be like a big like decal on the side with like the pilot's name and shit. And oh like yeah, the teamsters and, local, and and a big sticker with like the 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 dog in yeah. the hard hat. Yeah, union motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel I would feel so much less uh, like uh, like my life was being threatened getting on a plane if it was like more like that. Just just uh, yeah. The next time the NFL Players Association has a strike, they surround Lincoln Financial Field with 747s. Yes. <laughs> a bunch of 747s going back and forth with guys with just shotguns, saying they're going scab hunting. No, I mean, this is, this is, this is the logical endpoint. We, we tie it all up with a neat bow again, because if the 747 was like a truck for the skies, then why not make, really embrace that? You know, why can't I have Alcoa rims on my 747? <laughs> and have a bunch of lights on the side. Hey, oh, those fucking you... light bars they have on the interstate now, where I just said, yeah, I didn't want to fucking see. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. Put a big painting of a stagecoach on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but WB Mason. The WB Mason's holding a shotgun for some reason. Eastbound and down. <laughs> Trucks are so cool. Probably fairly easily make it from um um where was smoking the bandit? It was it was like Atlanta to Texarkana. Texarkana. Mm. Yeah, you could do that fairly easily in a seven forty seven in the time oh, allotted. Oh yeah, no shit, that takes away the <laughs> challenge, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what what we I, I guess the the lesson is. Um, don't make pilots celebrities, but also pay pilots more money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't overwork um, your air traffic control stuff. Don't build an airport halfway up a mountain um, if you can help it. Um, yeah, please. Especially, yeah. Uh, be mindful of fog. Don't be an impatient douche. Don't be yes. Dutch. Yes. yes. 
Don't be Dutch. Be a defensive driver when you are on the taxiway in your 747. Yes. Uh, pass on uh, only on the left. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was the episode. Next episode is, of course, on the Tacoma Narrows Bridge disaster. That's right. Yeah. We didn't place bridge guys in our taxonomy of like boat guys and like plane guys and train guys. Uh, I feel like bridge guys aren't actually looking at our podcast because That's they're gainfully true. employed. <laughs> well, not now. Well, that's a good point, yeah. No, no one's building bridges. Mm. Yes. Yeah, we're only Bu building build the essential construction <laughs> sites like luxury hotels. And walls. Mm. Building walls, not bridges. That's right. Some kind of a, some kind of Hideo Kojima-style metaphor at work there. <laughs> this was the very strange thing that I always thought is, you know, build bridges, not walls. I mean, like, a wall and a bridge do two different things. For two different situations, I can't like. I can't drive like, you know, over I'm, the top of a wall. That's a dam. You've just built a dam. That is, that is a dam. But I'm thinking like, if I need like to build a building, right? It's made of bridges. I have to build. I can't build it out of bridges. <laughs> I can't do that. I got to build it out of walls. I love to live in like my truss. <laughs> I live. I live in. Um. I, I live in a jungle gym. <laughs> 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 it told me to build bridges, not walls. <laughs> Instructions. I player. took this philosophy home. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, um, before we go, does anyone have commercials? Mm, listen to Trash Future. We are uh, streaming now at Trash Future Podcast on Twitch.tv. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah, doing like regular streams. Uh, Wednesday at 9 uh, London time, we are doing uh, like Quiplash or some other dumb bullshit party thing. And then Sundays, same time, 9 London time, we are going to do some grand strategy. We did Hearts of Iron. Uh, we tried Ooh. to form an Australian empire, and it went very poorly. Oops. Yeah, oh, you tried to do the my risk strategy. Yeah, yeah, we 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 kind of yeah, we helped. Yeah. We we kind of killed several million Soviet soldiers trying to invade Bali. It's a long story. Oh, <laughs> that's a shame. Mm -hmm. uh, um, my audio recording uh, that I mentioned a couple weeks ago got derailed, but I am hoping to have that out soon. Uh, please continue to vote in the twenty twenty train bracket. Uh, I just, not that it matters because it'll be days since that pulls over, but I just put up the Lehigh Valley, Baltimore and Ohio matchup. So yeah, please continue mm. to vote on that. Well, just, just, just do a UK train operating companies one as like a sequel. Uh, uh, we're doing, we're going to do uh, transit authorities. Yeah, yeah. Whoever mm. wins, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny, everyone thinks I'm doing train madness. No, Liam's doing train madness. You can tell where the capital S is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figured, just shouting. I figured, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm up here saying no mercy. I swear to God, if the New York, New Haven, and Hartford has moved on, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very unhappy. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I guess uh, the next bonus episode are we doing American the American University? Yeah, not I think so. American yeah, University. Yeah, not not not. The American University as a concept, not the American University. No. The university. Although American Alabama, University yeah. is also bad, but yes. we're doing the concept. Uh, uh, of... No, you can't say that. My mom went there. <laughs> <laughs>
Your mom, I'm sure, is lovely. The podcast, the podcast. The last time someone said something bad about your mom, I got banned from Twitter. That's true. I would hate for you to get like the show account banned from Twitter for yelling at me. Oh God, I too have a commercial. All right. Yes, so for, it's time. Yes, it's time. For, 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 for those of you who are fans of my other series, Franklin, I, I just want to say I've finished all of the buildings I need for the next episode, Franklin Eleven. It took me ages because I was terrified of doing Corinthian columns. They're just really <laughs> complicated, right? But Looks now right. Like, all this, all this stuff is here. I got the first bank in the United States. I got the second bank in the United States. I got the Merchants Exchange building. Um, the next episode, we're going to talk about the banking system and currency in the early American colonies. Um, Absolutely Liam, no Hamilton references. Oh, we're going to talk oh, a lot about Hamilton. He's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just use the Tumblr fan art of Alexander Hamilton. No, no, no. no. <laughs> like you the one with that. No, yes. that was like the first tweet I looked at today too. Oh, uh, you're <laughs> welcome. Just fucking horrible. You're welcome. Yeah. Transman Thomas Jefferson, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, that is what I know about Thomas Jefferson to be true. <laughs> yes. And I, I don't even understand how that worked. Did he like did did he like transition into a woman and then transition I, back, thus making him a, a trans trans well, he's in the fan art he's also black, which I, I it it's there's a lot of questions. <clears throat> I mean some of his children were. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Oh. The founding fathers were all creeps except Thomas Paine. What about uh, Franklin? He was a creep, but like an affable creep, like a friendly pervert. Frank Franklin was like the good kind of creep. Also, uh, a at a gravedigger. Mm. Like Belushi in Animal House. Yeah, yeah, that's yes, uh, it's spot on. You nailed he it. He just has a sweatshirt that just says Electoral College. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like that. Did a good job, Alice. Thank yes. you. <laughs> so, uh, that's the status update on Franklin 11. I now only have all of the episode to do, as well as repairing the Franklin save because it, moving to a new computer broke it. But there was also new fucking DLC. Fucking Sunset Harbor is the reason oh, yeah. why you should be mad about uh, Franklin not being on time. It's it's, it's actually like uh, I mean I do like the added trolley buses. Those are nice. Yeah, that's cool. Some Eastern European stuff. I can never get the fishing industry to work. I haven't tried the fishing industry. I tried the trolley buses because mm. um, I like watching the, the 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 trolley poles go with the wires. I <laughs> wish I could do that with like trams too, so I could have like nice trolleys. Mm. But a lot of the mods updated surprisingly quickly, for re reasons. Yeah, I just gotta. Mm, I, I I just gotta fucking do something about how they're all uh like it, it's broken themes by district for me. So like now, if I try to like do a city, I get like a mix of shanty towns, Soviet tenements, uh, British detached council housing. And uh, like Brooklyn brownstones, so that's great. I love that. I, I like it. I like it. That sounds good. Yeah, I, um, I call it American eclectic. Yes, mm -hmm. and you just mix every style of building together in like a big blender, you know, <laughs> using Blender. Uh, yes, uh, yes. The three D modeling program that if you learn it, you can never learn anything else. 
Um, <laughs> can anyone uh, truly be said to have learned Blender? No. No. You just do a little better each time. You ever seen the infographic that shows all the Blender shortcuts? No. God. I'll post it in the Discord afterwards because it's a disaster show. Horrifying. Thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, maybe maybe I'll flash it up on the screen when I edit this. Oh. Anyway, you have to flash up the yeah. Thomas Jefferson then too. Oh my yeah, god! I don't do want to do that. Make I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I like I like our viewers. Some of them, at least. I like them too much to subject them to that. Foolishness. <laughs> Yeah. Well, goodbye, cherished viewers. Yes. Goodbye, goodbye to the viewers. goodbye to the goodbye to the viewers we like. Everyone else, go fuck yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that was a podcast. I believe so. All right. I'm going to stop recording.